Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John. Here with me today are Brian hey. and Alex. Hello. Today we're going to talk some random game news before we review Google Stadia, and then Brian and Alex will tell us tell you how amazing Jedi Fallen Order is. But before we get to all of that, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You could subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to JCK and Gojo for their contributions as always we do appreciate your feedback which you can send to midwestgamers at gmail.com and don't forget to follow us on twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher uh gladish wants us to keep the schwarzenegger for the whole episode i don't know if i can do that i don't know if i can i just <laughs> I don't can do it but it'll probably evolve into some like racist <laughs> caricature let, by the end of let, the episode let's, let's please, not do that please tell me about the bumpers for the other shows yes. on the network this week the uh, horror movie yearbook boys talked about uh i don't even know where it's going <laughs> at this point <laughs> you got real calm i yeah. feel like you need to like spice it calm up arnold Ow. Uh, yeah, horror movie yearbook. They did a bracket for the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street series. So please go check that out. Find out their their favorites of the Freddy Krueger movies and uh, their least favorites. And uh, yeah, they did a great job. Horrormovieyearbook dot com or your favorite podcatcher, whichever yeah. you prefer. And I think that's about it. Cool. I have like ten more issues of Preacher to read, and then I'm done. Oh wow. Yeah. Cool. I read a lot of Preacher on my honeymoon. Uh, which I'm sure my wife appreciated. So, here I am, almost done with reading a thing, and I think I understood some of the words. <laughs> are these your lunches? <laughs> I mean, there's also pictures, right? There are pictures, it hel- too. Yeah, it helps yeah. that there's pictures yeah. in it. Yeah. So. I can really only focus on one at a time, though, so most of the time when I flip the page on a comic, I'm like, oh, I either didn't... Well, most of the time, it's I read all the words, but I didn't look at any of the, the art, which feels kind of useless. It's a different kind of reading you really have to get used to. It definitely is. So. Um, but it's its own art form, for sure. That's it's difficult to master. Yeah. Anyway, cool. Um, yeah. What have we been playing? I'll go first. I've been playing a lot of Destiny. <laughs> um, I played a little bit of Destiny. A lot of it because of Google Stadia, but yep. also just in general because nobody else is playing anything else, and it gives me an opportunity to sit down and like actually feel like I'm relating um, to the people in like Corey's chat. So that's, that's good. That's not true. I've been playing. A lot of stuff, but I ask to play Rainbow Six like every other day, and it never happens. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't line up, so we need well, to fix that. What the hell are you playing games? Like seven in the morning? No, I actually played last night at like nine o'clock until about yeah. two a.m. That's been well, that's my great. Why couldn't always. you do that Friday? <laughs> because I, as soon as I got home from my thing Friday, I fell asleep. So, anyways, that's besides the point. The point is, I've been playing a lot of Destiny too. And what I realized is I really don't care about much of the game. It's literally just something to do. So there is a way to play the game very... Now you understand the game. ...very, very casually. <laughs> and uh, and it's it's not so bad, I guess. It's still fun. Like, the gunplay is definitely fun. Like, I feel like I'm a superhero to some extent now because everything feels slightly overpowered when I'm playing PvE. I don't play any of the PvP stuff, so it doesn't really matter. But... Um, yeah, I don't know. I just like I, it's something to do, I guess, because nobody's nobody's it, playing uh, Ghost Recon, nobody's playing The Division, and those are two games that I want to play, and we're not. And then we did get a group of people together to play Rainbow this week, which was cool. And we had like a four stack, right? Yeah, we had yeah. four yeah. people playing. That was nice. But um, yeah, Destiny is not. I don't know. It it's it's not so bad. It's interesting because I. Um I also booted up Destiny due to Google Stadia, and the thing that I'm finding here is that the fact that they care so little 
about the content that they've put out in the past is really kind of making me not care that much about what about the game at all at this point because i wanted to go back i was like oh i'm gonna check out christopher osiris i know everybody's like don't do that it sucks it's like okay i'm gonna not play the game that i paid money for but (laughs) um it's really weird because not only that but also you just get inundated with all of these characters at the tower and there's like all these different kinds of bounties and things like that and i'm like i don't know what of this i should be doing simultaneously to the goals that i want to achieve and i feel like they really don't care about anybody who's not with them right at the time of release and it's it sucks but i don't know like i'm sure there's people that picked up new light and are enjoying it quite a bit and have a lot of content to chug through it's i just, mean the common consensus was that picking up new light was difficult to figure out what exactly to do and in what order because it kind of just threw everything at you i ran into the same problem with d1 when uh i picked it up on I don't remember what if, if it was yeah when I bought it on Xbox after having played it on PlayStation I don't remember exactly I bought one of the expansions later than the other and yeah. I don't remember which system it was on but it basically unlocked all this other stuff and I'm like well now I don't remember what order I did things in mm-hmm. because it didn't give you a particular path to follow and I think that their answer to you is probably like oh it doesn't matter but to me that just means that none of the story really matters <laughs> and so it's kind of like all right then I'm just playing this for the shootiness and guess what all the guns that I liked are now useless and it's not really giving me many guns to go forward now so I don't really feel like i want to play the game there's a lot of guns there's a lot of guns but it's not giving me any i have gotten two weapons in like the seven curse of osiris missions that i've played yeah i'll be honest with you they don't give you very much in that they should because i've probably put in like i've probably put in another 15 to 20 hours between google stadia's launch and now and i haven't received a single scout rifle or auto rifle and those are the two weapons that i like playing with Hmm. have zero yeah that's i don't even thing. have any in my inventory from before like they're gone like i don't have any of that stuff i like, had all my stuff in my inventory i immediately just junked no, but all this, of it i didn't i, I didn't have useless. any before have either i only the the game keeps feeding me pulse rifles and i'm like i fucking hate this gun and why yeah. is it why is it doing this to me and then i finally unlocked the mito mini tool and i'm like okay this is somewhat a, like a weapon that i enjoy using and that i've only been using mini tool like i haven't used any other weapon because they're all terrible yeah so Maybe it's just me. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I don't feel like I thought I was going to start playing Destiny again from Stadia and get hooked and want to like get back up to where I was going to buy Shadowkeep on PC and play with people. But I, at this point, I'm just kind of like, no, I'm going to go back and play Death Stranding before Game of the Year stuff happens. I mean, having and, having received Shadowkeep for free from Stadia, I just bought it for $10 or whatever when it was on sale for the Steam sale. Yeah, that's fine. But, it, you know. But then you also so now you got to play through all the shadow keep stuff and then you got to pay the what thirty dollars to get the year for it, it's ten dollars every like few months or okay whatever. yeah battle pass just so you like can totally Fortnite, opt out of like, one if you want just yeah. like every other game has a battle pass now like that is the new subscription model of but there's like you story going. stuff yeah a little bit yeah anyway. I don't know Destiny. I will I will say um like you the, know what the, you know what sucks is. Uh, Tim like gave us gave us a very nice ad in, in the horror movie yearbook episode and he's like oh yeah they talked about this and this and this and he's like and I bet they talked about Destiny too." <laughs> <laughs> I was like damn it <laughs> I'm um, sorry 
the the battle pass has a free track and a premium track. I so saw that. Like, if you don't pay, you still get stuff. Um, but if you do pay, you get everything in the free track and the premium track. Yeah. So it's, no, it's cool. I, I don't. Yeah, that's it, cool for people for people who want to do it. I don't necessarily care about it. I wanted to like jump into the story, but if they don't care about it, then yeah. I mean, I don't need to do keep. I. I don't need to keep throwing money at them. I really don't, and I don't plan on it necessarily, but. It's like I said. It's it's giving me something to play, which I've had a lot of trouble finding anything to play lately. Just That's because fair. the games that I do want to play are either in like some form of a broken state or nobody's playing them. So, yeah. the nice thing about Destiny is you can just jump in and do whatever you feel like doing. Yeah. for whatever amount of time you feel like spending, you could spend like twenty minutes and do something, or spend hours. Well, like know? I I did like there's the intro there's like an intro mission of some sort where you have to do like five different quests like on each planet essentially. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what it was called, but it's you you get like a, a cache of goods at the end of it. It yeah. gives you like a whole bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I went through and like each day this week I tackled one of those missions and I felt like I was actually like accomplishing something even though it was like not I wasn't spending a ton of time doing it. I would like I had an hour of time before I knew I was going to fall asleep playing a game and yeah. I just jammed out one of those things and then moved on. So it I don't know. It's, when you it's, do that, do you hold your stadia above your head in bed so when you fall asleep it wakes you up to turn <laughs> it off? No. Oh. I wasn't playing on stadia only. I was playing on PC too because okay. I'm, I was trying to recreate that awful sound that my video card makes. <laughs> and you did. And I did. I got it to work last Congratulations. night. I wish yeah. you could play that for everyone. It's horrifying. I can. I can. <laughs> we can. Uh, but Brian, in the meantime, while I pull that up, what else have you been playing? Um, I... I feel like, well, a little bit of Rainbow Six, of course. Um, I think I played a little more than you guys. Did uh, you try out new ops or no? Yeah. Okay. They're cool. I like There's them the, quite a bit. The lady, the is she an attacker with the, the sniper rifle that downs people in yeah. one hit? No the, matter where on the body you hit them? The sniper rifle takes forever to zoom in, which mm. uh, basically if you want to use it, you have to use it from far away yeah. and get get the jump on somebody yeah no that quick sounds spot. like something that team fortress to me would love to play with but it, it it will like uh one shot body shot people i believe well it does it does but it only downs them it doesn't and it, and it points them in your direction immediately is what i understand is that when you go down it immediately shows them where you're coming oh, from. oh i didn't realize that i part. think that's how it how it's supposed to work the mechanic that i figured out with her that i really enjoy is the fact that her gun just shoots giant holes in the wall. Yeah. If it's like a soft surface. Um, so that could be pretty useful. That's and she cool. has a breach tool that makes a tiny hole. Hmm. So you can like zoom in and see people through there. Um, yeah. What was the, Oh, the other character I think I like even more the the defender. Um, because he's got like these magnetic, basically they're like lesion traps because they keep refilling up to a total of five. Oh, I didn't realize they did that. Yeah. That's really cool. And they're like these little magnetic discs, and you can throw them everywhere. You can normally throw anything sticky like an Ela trap or whatever. Okay. Um, and they like have this radius of... It's a pretty large radius around them where it will suck in projectiles. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, so, so that's it's, pretty cool. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of... What's his, what's his name? Wamai. No, but like what's that? the what's the other person who does that stuff? He's got the little thing. Oh, Jaeger. Yeah, it's like Jaeger thing. Yeah, but yeah. Okay. that's glad you said Jaeger two point oh. Instead of shooting them down though, it it just pulls them 
toward that spot. So okay. you can kind of use it. Do they still wanna, explode? Like I, I don't know, actually. Hmm. To be honest, I haven't seen one in be action. effective. Like I haven't seen one in action, but the, the concept of it's cool. Yeah. And he has a, a good like weapon loadout. He has the AUG, which not many of the other operators have. I think only IQ has the AUG. And that's that's probably one of the better feeling weapons. Um, and then I played I finally broke down when it was on sale and I got Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare. Like Call of Duty. Yeah. Hell um, yeah. I enjoyed the beta, so I was like, all right, I'll get it. And Zach was playing it and uh, Gladys seemed pretty interested in getting it too, and he did get it. Um, so we've been playing that quite a bit this week. Uh, did they skip the Battle Royale this time around? Is there not a Battle there's Royale? There's going to be okay. one. It's coming out, I think, their next season of content, because they're doing, they switched to the like free DLC model. Okay. So like everybody the gets the and maps things, and yeah. stuff like they did with, like uh, EA did with Battlefield, Battlefield. 5. Which seems to be seems Smart to be working to well. Yeah, it's cool. Um, I haven't touched the campaign at all. I think the last several Call of Duties I bought, I never even fired up the campaign. I'm just kind of over them. But yeah. I heard this one's quite a bit different, so maybe I'll give it a try. Um, graphically, it's definitely the best looking Call of Duty that's been out. The sound is amazing. The feel of it's pretty good. It's they slowed it down a bit. It's a little more like in between old school Call of Duty and Rainbow Six as far as like tactical yeah. speed goes. There's like a it depends on the match you're in. Like there's still people running around with the combat knife, like mm -hmm. poking people in the ribs and whatever. And then uh like a, a bunch of people corner camping and shit. But Standard what I like, fan. what I feel like is the standout is they have this new 2v2 mode called Gunfight. And it it basically, it puts you in a very small map. Like, these maps are designed specifically for this mode. And you know exactly where your enemy is spawning. Starts, yeah. And, um, I mean, really within seconds you can be engaging each other. Interesting. So it's like really like split second tactical decisions and... Um, you get a, a random loadout too. Oh, interesting! And that that's like really fun because so they, some of the loadouts fuck are... with you and give you a sniper rifle. Oh yeah, they do <laughs> stuff like that. Um, sniper rifle and a tiny map. Yeah, or like a pistol and then fists as your secondary. It always gives Sometimes you some sort they of Sometimes they let secondary. you bring a knife to a gunfight. Mm -hmm. That's good. Um, so is it is it like uh, is it like a trials like a destiny trials kind of thing where you have yeah. multiple rounds yep. and, and permadeath basically there's no respawning in a round yeah there, there's no respawning there's no um reviving and then if you take too long there's a cap point in the middle interesting and the cap point like if you get on it it caps super fast um and also if nobody goes for the capture point and everybody and there's people alive it goes by like total health amount hmm. per team because your health doesn't go back either or come back in the map. Um, yeah, that mode is like a ton of fun. I spent hours playing that with Jim like Friday night, and we're also doing pretty well at it. Um, but that sounds really cool. We've, we've co-opted a lot of games together, kind of similar to probably on the same level as like Gojo and Nick, although maybe not as well. <laughs> <laughs> but we've played a lot of co-op games together. Um 
yeah, that mode, I th- feel like that's a standout and it, it's like really something different and fun to play. That's cool. Yeah. Do they ever do free weekends for Call of Duty? Uh, I think so. I'm not sure though. Hmm. They do a lot of like double XP weekends and stuff if you want to catch up on things. Yeah. The only Call of Duty I've ever really touched was like zombies in World at War and that's really about it. So I feel like it'd be interesting to hop in and try one out, but I'm not gonna not gonna pay full price. So I just went sub crazy. That's good. <laughs> nice. Uh anything else, Brian? Um, I think that was it really. Okay. Did we played, in a multi- we played farming movie? simulator. Right? <laughs> yeah. I tried. Yeah. Oh yeah, I tried well we'll we'll get into Stadia. Okay. But yeah. I played some farming simulator. That's I can see why that will be a huge problem. Yeah, like I did literally just the tutorial for like for like um, tilling ground and and planting seeds and, yeah. and then harvesting. And I was like, God, this is way too entertaining. <laughs> like, why do I like this? <laughs> yep. Uh, and then I also played Guilt, which is the Google Stadia exclusive game. Uh, it's essentially it's a puzzle game, in a way where you're kind of working. You're this little girl. You have a flashlight. And you can use the flashlight to like zap these dreamlike shadow monster things, um, and you're trying to hunt down your cousin who's been missing. And basically, like you have to figure out like how to get from A to B by manipulating different boxes or like ladders and things to like climb up objects and go through different tunnels, like uh, ventilation shafts and things to get around the buildings that you're in. Uh, basically, to just find keys to unlock other doors. Um, it's kind of like, I don't want to call it Metroidvania S cause it's really not, cause it's not like a side scroller. It's 3d and everything, but it has that kind of like, go this area, get this thing. Then you have to work your way all the way back to this other area to unlock this thing that you saw at the very beginning and then mm. go through that area to like find more things to unlock. And it it's like all backtracking kind of exploration. Yeah. And it, but it stuff. has this like narrative, this pretty solid narrative of like this girl who's clearly been bullied her entire life and you're hunting, you're trying to find her cousin who's been missing and yada yada. And you're going through the town. The whole town's been like kind of taken over by these shadow monster things. And, and I don't know the whole gist of the story. I haven't beaten it yet. There seems to be a lot of game to it, but it's very, it looks really pretty when it when you're running at like full resolution and you've got a good internet connection on Stadia because that's that the like? only platform that you can play it on. Um, and it's it's yeah, it, it plays really well. So whoever Stadia, whoever Google hired to make that game, did a really nice job. So um, and you can only play it on Stadia, so suck it. Uh, it's go. like thirty bucks or something like that. So. Yeah, it might be twenty. I don't remember. I think it was ninety nine. Maybe maybe it's on sale. Or I something. can look it up. But yeah, I played that too and some Rainbow and yeah. That's nice. it. I played some Pokemon, um, more Pokemon. I'm probably like seven or so hours in. No, not even. Maybe five. I haven't gotten to the first gym yet. Oh, really? Because you know why? The fact that it shows you twenty nine ninety nine for guilt on Stadia. You were right. Um, the fact that it shows you little versions of the Pokemon running around in the grass is horrible. Because then when I've seen one that I haven't captured, I will wait until one pops up so I can capture it and not move <laughs> on to the next town. So that's a problem for me and my completionist OCD-ness that, that, I, that I run into playing a Pokemon game. The other thing, the thing that's cool that I've gotten to now, there's this area called the Wild Area. And when you go into the Wild Area, you can see other players running around in the Wild Area. 
and there's wild yeah and there's like a lot of grass and there's different pokemon running around and there's like weather effects so like it'll be hailing and that means like ice pokemon get healed during the battle Uh, whereas other pokemon get hurt that's cool and that type of thing and the weather affects what type of pokemon you'll encounter at that time as well so it's kind of fun to have this like bigger kind of openish area it's outside of the the main city uh it's called like motor stoke city or something like that uh which i have not entered yet because i was stuck in the wild area catching all the pokemon because that's the point of the game isn't it <laughs> yeah you gotta, gotta catch, catch them all exactly. gotta catch them all um so that's that's interesting and something new there's also these like red things that you can walk up to called dynamax dens and that's where you can catch the pokemon that can grow really big and you can like fight them with teams of other people i haven't like done much with that yet so it's still interesting um i'm just kind of plugging away at it when i can and um uh you know it's fun it's a pokemon game it's it's a good time so if you're looking for more pokemon and you want to know what current gen Pokemon is like? I think it's a. I think Sword and Shield are very slick packages, and I think I know people are butthurt about how many Pokemon are available in the game, but like, get over it. That's fine. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. Other than that, tried two minutes of Samurai Showdown. It's, it's a, a fighting, fighting game. game. Yeah, <laughs> it is yeah. what it is. It's a Me fighting too. game. Me too. I was like, this is a fighting game, and it looks kind of stupid. So and then I stopped. Yeah, and uh and what else? Oh, I played a little bit of Tomb Raider twenty thirteen and that game is still pretty and, and still uh still works works well. It's a nice game. Cool. I think it's probably the best of those three games. Right on. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Sh- Sh- Even I've only played one of the other ones. Shadow the second one? I haven't played two. Shadow and Rise. No, yeah. Shadow's the last one. Shadow's the last one, Rise is the second okay. one. Yeah. Rise of the Tomb Raider uh, definitely didn't start out very strong for yeah. me, but the end segment of it is awesome. I think I think Tomb Raider 2013 is probably the best story of the three, yeah. and I think Rise is probably the best game of the three. Yeah, mechanically speaking. And Shadow's just not good, so don't, janky. don't play it. <laughs> I still want to play it at some point. I want to see the story resolution. No, no you don't. <laughs> Did you finish it? No. Well, <laughs> like I said, I didn't want to finish it. But anyway... Other than that, we I don't know if we want to talk about it now, but both Brian and I have finished Jedi Fallen Order. Oh yeah, I forgot we were going to talk about that. If we want to <laughs> Yeah, that's fine. talk a little bit about that at the moment. We lost our whole audience. Not really. There's awesome. Four people <laughs> and one of them is me. <laughs> that's fine. Good. Oh, well, I dropped was out. Okay, but so I was one of the oh, people. Great. Oh, okay. Uh anyway, Brian, how what are your thoughts on Jedi now that you've finished? We're, we're going to stay unspoilery i think for now if that's okay um for one i would say if you like a good single player star wars game or like star wars in general and like games you should definitely play it um even if you don't necessarily love star wars and just like games i would play it anyways but yeah it's awesome i think the four difficulties are story mode which basically makes the combat trivial there's jedi knight jedi master and jedi grandmaster i was playing on jedi knight the whole time so i was on basically the lowest difficulty other than story mode were yeah. you were, were you this pretty much the same you ended up um, dropping down. i played on yeah the third difficulty level jedi master was it yeah um i played on that for a little while like the first couple planets basically yeah and then i switched because I'm an idiot and I went to 
Dathomir before the other ones. It's not really a spoiler. No. Um, but that's not where your main mission is. And I was like, I don't care. It, I'm going to go there anyway since it gives me the choice. And um, it's worthwhile to a point because you get a cool upgrade of sorts there earlier than you would going somewhere else in the game. But it is v- like way more difficult. Yeah. And I didn't realize this. I just thought that's how the game was going to be for now on. But then <laughs> I went back to the other plan. I was like, man, I probably shouldn't change the difficulty. Yeah. Um, and I played it. But I just left it because it, it's a lot longer of a game than I expected, to be mm-hmm. honest. And I never even found all of the secrets and stuff, although I did go back to some planets. It's very, like, it has a very, like, a, I guess, like a Metroid-y approach to level design yep. where you need certain skill upgrades and then, like, force abilities Double to, jumps uh, and what have you. to access certain parts of the map. Or uh, BB-1... Uh, upgrades bd yeah bd1 bd1 yeah okay yeah um but yeah like it's i i do like that backtracking is kind of weird but it's not that bad because there's a lot of shortcuts you can unlock that makes it a lot quicker Uh, yeah but honestly like i think just like any souls game they should let you fast travel to between uh, meditation point that you want like it's kind of stupid that they don't have that in there well anytime it would make me want to go back more if i could do that yeah i guess anytime they make you go back to the ship when you're done with a mission on a planet though there's like an easier way to get back that's true like every time like uh kashik well spoiler kashik's in the game what um there's there's like a tram you can take that cuts through like yeah. almost the whole level. Yeah, that's true. That goes back to the ship. That's true. And then uh is it uh it's not Zepho. It might be Zepho. There's one the one what the 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 ice planet that you go to, I think it's like the third planet you go to has the area underneath that kind of connects to three different yeah, spokes. Yeah, that's very confusing though. It, yeah, and that's the thing is that the map is so kind of like weird to navigate that even though that is there, it makes it difficult to know the best route to go where you want to yeah. go. Yeah. The, Especially the, when you don't have all the upgrades unlocked that let you go to different Yeah. Yeah. But. It is a good map system, though. It's better than not having a map at all. Like, like most in, Souls like, games. Yeah. 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 That's fair. Um, the map is in your mind, man. Not in this uh, game. In the Souls games, it is. Yes. You got to remember That's that the shit. Thing. Yeah. The, the, those, those worlds, for some reason, to me, feel more conducive to you mapping it out in your brain. But yeah. for some reason, the way that Jedi is arranged and how, like vertical it can be and expansive it's it's a lot harder to do i think because in the souls games you're expected to die rinse and repeat constantly so the the whole map of the layout of the level just gets ingrained in your brain (laughs) because you're seeing it so often yeah Yeah. you're constantly having to go back through it and find shortcuts or whatever so yeah this is true i Uh, probably could have done the opposite of what you did and bumped up to jedi master after like the first couple planets i just kind of left it yeah like i was kind of to the point where i was like i just want to mostly get through this but i feel as though i cheesed a lot of the fighting by just spamming force abilities and things like that so it you know but but i still found the combat fun enough like especially when they started throwing a lot of people at me and you get some of those later upgrades that just let you chew through people it's Mm -hmm. that was fun but oh yeah um, you definitely feel like a powerful, like legit 
Jedi. Yeah. When you get near the end, when you can pull whole groups of stormtroopers to you and yes. then push them off a cliff or whatever. Pushing people off, force pushing pushing people off of cliffs is a lot of fun. <laughs> it's, yeah. Or uh, I like the pull and then throw at mm. at another. Like you can pull a stormtrooper at you, then throw it at another stormtrooper. Yeah, that's a lot of fun too. That's pretty good. Um, yeah the 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 lightsaber play is pretty fun. I think there's like quite a lot to the combat system as far as parrying and stuff goes. Mm-hmm. It it definitely feels a little like loosey goosey compared to playing obviously like Sekiro, which is pretty much perfect as yeah. far as I mean, it's fucking impossible, but <laughs> <laughs> it it I do appreciate that it is like perfectly designed combat wise. Yeah, like everything works the way it should in that game. If I, this Jedi doesn't force you to get better, you yeah. know, and and the the Souls games certainly do. But I think the last act of this game is awesome. I I mean, I liked most of it, but I would say it does get better. Like, yeah, the more you play. Um, that cool like the story twist was like probably pretty obvious but for some reason i didn't see it coming so mm-hmm. that was cool yeah like about midway through yeah and then uh yeah the locations are just awesome and the the other difference between like this and like playing like a souls game would be that this game actually has set piece segments like yeah souls games obviously don't have that um other than the bosses i guess you could say um, there's also random bosses. Did you notice that? Yeah, usually like the droid with the like, you get those brute like droids and yeah, there's yeah. variations of that though. Yes. Um, so that's cool. Yeah, it's just like bounty hunters. Um, not really a spoiler either. But I realized that they were random because one time I failed one and then I respawned and they were gone. Mm, and interesting. That, and then it happened again. At, Later I on. didn't know they were random. I thought they just kind of were put there either after you had already encountered something in that area yeah. or something. Well, yeah. it, it only happens after a certain part of the story. Yeah. But then, like, it'll happen periodically yeah. through the rest of the game, which is cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's so Star Wars-y. Like, the big... The, I can't think of, like, a better way to start a game. Like, it just, like, throws you into, like naturally doing all the the movement and stuff in that game teaching you how to play but what you're actually playing and there's not a bunch of annoying prompts in the way yeah um and it's exciting because it looks so star warsy and like sounds amazing and uh yeah it's it's pretty awesome in the end yeah it was awesome and i'm really glad that they're I'm pretty sure they already greenlit making a second one. I would think so. Like it, I think, it actually sold well, from what yeah. I understand. Despite the fact that I only paid fifteen dollars to play yeah, it, same which here. is fantastic. My but. premium is up in uh, December fifteenth, so, so I you might got just, like another week. Yeah, but or I might re up because I want to try the new Battlefield stuff. Yeah, but no, I I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, I think the story certainly gets better as it goes on, as Brian said. Um, and I don't know, like it, it, it feels weird with like the Mandalorian on and this being out. I feel very steeped in star Wars right now. And there's part of me that's like, all right, I'm going to go watch all the clone wars cartoons and like do all this stuff. Oh, you should Disney if Plus you haven't seen them. 
I haven't seen much, which is the, the, I think this game only gets better if you have all of that background knowledge yeah. because they deal with Dathomir more and the Night mm-hmm. Sisters and things like that. So I think uh, you'll certainly be rewarded for your knowledge of of like the animated Star oh, Wars stuff yeah, for sure. Uh, so I feel like it would be fun to go watch a bunch of that and then maybe come back and play this and see what's different. But uh, I don't know if Tim's listening, but Tim, you get to play basically Archie from Riverdale as a Jedi, <laughs> and this might get you into that. So you should think about it. But uh, but it's not that th- that kid isn't the one voicing. It's another kid who was on like Gotham or something like that. I don't know. But well, doesn't he only have a Switch or no? Uh, he also, uh, Amy has a PlayStation. Oh, so. okay. Yeah, that kid oh, yeah, I think right. is like the precursor to the Joker in Gotham or something yeah, like that. Something like that. And he, they they do an okay job. Also, Deborah Wilson from Mad TV is one of the main characters, which is pretty great. Yeah. Um, but no, I I think it's very good, and it's exciting to have a Star Wars game that doesn't suck. It and 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 not. Not that the Battlefront games necessarily sucked in some ways. They're like they played bland. well, but they're very yeah. There's not much. The well, thing that this, I love this about... game is a complete contrast to what EA thought the world wanted. Like yes. a, a, they spent the past decade saying nobody wants single player games anymore. They just want multiplayer. Well, they've spent the last decade screwing up over and over again with multiplayer games, and now we get a nice solid single player game in a universe that pretty much everyone is familiar with to some extent at least if you're a nerd um and if you're not even i guess but they this is this is literally the exact opposite of what they've been preaching to us and suck it it's great that it's selling well i mean number one uh fuck you ea you don't know what you're talking about we're gonna pay you for this game you made (laughs) like yeah sounds pretty stupid but at least i hope people have voted with their dollar enough to say like this is what we want more of right it, it certainly is the one thing i will say the cosmetics that you get in this game are garbage like uh, it's so useless to me like even the lightsaber they, parts and stuff i don't give a fuck about I enjoyed any it. Oh, man. ea spent their cosmetic budget on anthem and we Dude, all know where that went <laughs> the lightsaber customization is super cool i, I didn't think. give a fuck about it i never wanted to change it because i was like this is the lightsaber that this guy has like that's the point of a lightsaber is that it's your lightsaber and granted there's story stuff that happens later that makes sense yeah. but even at that point they don't let you make your own they just give you this one like they fucked it up they should have done it differently and i think there would have been better ways to do it and and i honestly like even if i give you the lightsaber stuff all the fucking ponchos and ship skins the ponchos look really bad there's only like one or two that look okay yeah um i just had him not wear a poncho the whole time so (laughs) (laughs) glad i said alex shut the fuck up i spent so much time making my lightsaber if that's for you that's totally fine, but it, it I, I I think they could have handled it in a better way than they did, and uh, but I can't say much more without I like mean, spoiling stuff. So if it were a bigger game where you're like you know creating your character more, so I would be okay with lightsaber building. But if it's not that, that's kind of the thing. Like you know, if it's like a Fallout but Star Wars Fallout, like I would be down with like making my own lightsaber yes. and like being able to cater my character to how I want to play. If I want to be dark side, you know, I like Knights of the Old yeah. Republic. Yes. like 100 percent cal kestis got his lightsaber from somebody spoiler alert but he got it from somebody and i feel to me for story purposes it should remain that lightsaber because that's what it is 
Other people might have different opinions, and that's fine. But anyway. The only reason Luke got a new lightsaber is, spoiler alert, his hand got cut off. Yeah, and he lost <laughs> it, so he had to make one, right? You yeah. Know? But anyway. Just I saying. I heard his dad did it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What, what an asshole. I think that's enough. Uh, Daddy Jedi. Any, any final thoughts? Um, I will say, if you do play it and you haven't yet... Be prepared that there are some bugs. <laughs> yes, and, and that's, but stick with it. It's they're not game breaking. I haven't run into anything game breaking. I think it's only going to get better with more patches. But. There's like one game breaking bug. I Do heard. you guys think this game will make your top ten? Yeah, for top me, ten, hundred percent. Yeah. Okay, cool. I mean, I, I haven't finished enough this year to be honest. That actually came out this year, yeah. so it'll probably that's, be in my top five. That's what I was going to say. I don't know if I have enough games to make a top ten, but this one would certainly be in the top ten, top it, five. It, we'll see. It but. definitely was like the most addictive, like story-based game that I played this year. Yeah. Like I wanted to keep playing it every day until yeah. I was done. Yep, for um, sure. So yeah, there's something to be said cool. for that. All right, you want to hit news real quick? Uh, Gladish said real quick, I agree, it could be better. Letting you make your own lightsaber, that would not fit with the story in Fallen Order. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, let's go to news. Cool. What's our first news bit? First news bit. Assassin's Creed devs are founding the first Stadia exclusive studio. John, this is one that you wanted to talk about. Yeah, so some of the guys from the Montreal uh, Ubisoft have moved over to Google Stadia Games and Entertainment. They basically started their own studio. They're going to be making first-party games for Stadia specifically. These are games that aren't going to touch uh, PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, whatever. So this is Jade Raymond, who people may remember from. like She was the one giving the press briefings on Assassin's Creed at E3 in 2006 or seven, whenever that was. Uh, she's like one of the people founding this studio, along with Francois Pelland. Pelland, who was an executive director of Assassin's Creed Syndicate at Ubisoft Quebec. Um, so, yeah, these are there's a lot of a lot of pedigree that's coming over to them, and I think it makes sense that it would be Ubisoft people. It seems like they have a good relationship with Ubisoft. I yeah. don't know if they just and we'll we'll get into more of the Stadia stuff later in general, but oh. it just yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Sorry, I don't care. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say like this this is this is some major pedigree being put towards a system that ultimately the internet has kind of just shit all over for the past couple of weeks. Some people have. It's it's pretty it's yeah. There's the internet's not happy about Stadia. But that's okay. We'll get into that we'll later. That. This is really cool because this is they're they're putting some pretty massive support behind something that I think more people should be supporting. Them getting exclusives can only mean better things for Stadia. For sure. I suppose the nice thing about this is the fact that if they do get exclusives, I don't have to buy another console to play them. Right? You just can buy the game. Yeah. You'll be locked to 1080p spend... 30 frames, I think, unless you spend the $10 a month for Stadia apparently Pro, but... all I can get at home anyways. <laughs> More on that later. <laughs> but no, it's cool that they... We know that they have stuff in development. Yeah. Like we know that there's people working on games for Stadia. We just have only seen Guilt as the only the exclusive. only exclusive so far. Yeah. And I think the Darksiders game is out on PC and Stadia ahead of the other consoles. The oh, that's that cool. I didn't realize too. that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. But No, it's good news. Excited to see what they can do. That means we'll probably see games from them in like 2021 would be my guess. <laughs> but yeah, it takes time. 
Uh, Games Radar leaked some PlayStation 5 uh, dev kit photos. Man, I just really... What did you do? It's the ad blocker yeah, crap. Yeah, dumb. People want me to pay to see their content. Uh, yeah, so somebody on Twitter posted pictures of that PlayStation. Oh, some great pictures behind this Twitter page. But anyway, nice. uh, all games Delta underscore on Twitter posted pictures of PlayStation 5 dev kits, which look exactly like the things that we were talking about a couple weeks ago. Yeah, they look like uh, auto power converters. I really hope that the <laughs> console doesn't end up looking like that. That's Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. The dev kits typically look very different than, yeah. than the consoles but at the same time like this one looks so fucking weird that like I, you have to think like why would they spend so much time designing it well because the top is clearly a pizza slice warmer oh <laughs> like that's, that's fucking or, genius. or or pie yeah so or pie a, it's, pe- a te- it's a piece yeah. of teflon coating in between the fans <laughs> exactly yeah and it just heats the pizza it warms it from the bottom and it melts the cheese and burns it on top oh my god that's Wait, genius where's the grease strip tray though uh, it actually uses the grease to power the machine. <laughs> it's, oh, it goes okay. into the liquid cooling for oh, the yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's brilliant design. They really, <laughs> they really thought this one. Yeah, through. they really, they really <laughs> set set the bar this generation. Holy shit! I think if you slap two together, it's like one of those hobo pie makers. <laughs> like you just like can make a, well, a in sealed the, sandwich. The front of it's clearly a toaster oven too. Like you can put pop tarts in the slot yes, that's right there, yeah. and it'll just fish them right back out at for you. sure. Uh, there's also so there is a, a controller that looks suspiciously a lot like a DualShock Four, except it looks as though there's probably not a light bar on it, which is curious. Um, but shucks, that supposedly lines up with some DualShock Five rumors that have come out since then. The light bar um, sucks. So. Honestly, it doesn't bother me. That, oh, wait. There's more. This So this is PS4, I think. Yeah. So this is what the dev kits look like in the past, which is like, yeah, it's just a box with what the buttons hell? and things It looks it. like someone that slapped a computer together in the 90s and tried to make <laughs> it look futuristic. Yes. That's what most dev that's, kits look that's like. Just, that's actually a rack mount surge protector. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah. So um, well, that's, that's cooler looking. I think this is the Pro. If I recall correctly, and this is the PS4, but anyway, yeah, fun to see some PlayStation Five stuff. Excited to learn more about it and what it's going to be able yeah. to do, and, uh, it, and go from there. If it really looks like that, though, I think I'd rather get an Xbox because it'll probably look like a VCR. Yeah, the so somebody there were people tweeting at each other about these pictures. Somebody asked if it was their photo, and then the person responded and said. Uh, it was the developers. The dev kits have been out there for a while. This particular developer just didn't give a fuck, apparently. <laughs> so, yeah, it's about that point in the life cycle where stuff's going to start leaking. And, yep. You know, Sony could announce like a January event, like they did for PlayStation Four back in the day. Soon. So who I knows? think they, I think they are having one. They already announced the. There's a state of play. Yeah. For this week, I think, but I, who knows what they're going to show. All probably leading up to the game awards then. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. So cool. It's just going to be them like all of these games we made this year, these first party exclusives are nominated at the game awards. <laughs> Even though none of them came out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not true. Something did something Days, Days Gone, Gone came yeah. out this year. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway. Uh Death Stranding. Yes, that's true. Brian. 
Uh, yeah. Logitech commits to an ambitious plan to... Uh, what the hell does that even mean? 1.5 degrees C climate pledge and 100% renewable electricity goal. So basically they have... Uh, <laughs> They're supporting the Paris Agreement, and they're tr- going to try and limit their carbon footprints to try and lower the temperature of the Earth or prevent it from going uh. up more. And also, to uh, they say here that they are going to be powered exclusively by renewable electricity by 2030. So they yeah, got that's pretty cool. 11 years to work on it, but a cool thing for Logitech to do. Yeah, they'll be recycling gamer sweat from the headphone pads. <laughs> I have already been supporting them for years. They're my peripheral company of choice, for mice at least. Yeah. But it's my mouse and my keyboard. Yeah, I have a I have a gaming mouse from them, and the camera we're streaming with right now is from Oh, yeah. Them, so. Actually, their webcams are top-notch. My yeah. webcam is also the same thing as this one, I think. Also, Brian's webcam that he's letting me borrow. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that's also Logitech. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, very cool. And uh, on the other slot of social things, Riot Games, they're going to pay $10 million to female employees in a lawsuit settlement. Uh, this had to do with their, uh, there was a lawsuit against them for a violation of the California Equal Pay Act. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they will pay at least $10 million to women who have worked at Riot Games in the past five years. Uh, not each, but not each. that's $10 million split It's a class action, them. yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, two Riot Games employees, one current and one former, filed the lawsuit seeking unpaid wages, damages, and other penalties. The former employees alleged Riot Games are violating the California Equal Pay Act. Riot Games announced the settlement in August, but the proposed settlement, which still needs to be approved by the court, was filed today. Around 1,000 females employees will be eligible for share of the $10 million payout, depending on tenure length and status. Uh, so yeah, Riot Games sucks and good. <laughs> Don't play League of Legends. Yeah, no, don't do that. <laughs> uh, any any other thoughts? No, I don't. I mean, good good for those employees that are getting their de- well-deserved pay. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, all right, and then we'll go back here, and we'll talk about this. Google Stadia. This is Google's cloud streaming game platform. No console necessary. You don't even... You don't kind even. No, I mean, you need a... <laughs> an account <laughs> kind of so john and i paid 130 dollars to get into the google stadia founders we get a google stadia founders pack it comes with a controller it comes with uh a chromecast 4k chromecast ultra 4k uh and it came with three months of stadia pro uh, a three-month buddy pass that just recently got approved and released for people to actually use i haven't gotten mine yet Really? Yeah. That's weird. I don't know why mine... I checked the app. It didn't. I didn't get any emails or anything about oh, it. Oh, really? Which is weird. Interesting. Um, but Thank- anyway, that's the stuff it came with right now. Um, you can also... You can play it on the Chromecast with the controller. You can play it on a PC with mouse and keyboard or a number of other controllers. You can also play it on Google Pixel phones from the two up. Uh, and so... It's a little bit of a limited rollout in terms of the scope that they were that they that they want to get to the idea that you can play in any Chrome browser, um, or or on any device. But uh, 
yeah so this came out middle of november john and i got our founders editions and uh the first month we were given a free copy of destiny 2 with shadow keep and then also samurai showdown they've also recently added um the tomb raider 2013 and farming simulator 2019 to the the stadia pro subscription so so i did put it out on our game nerds well our our midwest podcast network discord I, w- I asked if anybody had questions about stadia that we could answer for the podcast and the only person who responded was nick <laughs> and he said he'd like to hear why exactly it's going to be so revolutionary and one of the things like brian and i had a slight argument at friendsgiving about <laughs> why it's even necessary to begin drunk with at the time he was pretty drunk <laughs> and he would not let me talk at all so i'm going to get my points in now <laughs> because he would not shut up he just kept going. Well, and just to give a simple, before you get into that, the the concept behind Stadia is that this game is being fully rendered on a server in Google's server farms, and they are streaming the video back to you, and then your input device is going back through the internet to their server. So this is basically like, you're streaming a video but also interacting with it with like a gamepad or a keyboard or something like that. And if you're streaming in 4K, it uses an, is an, and it's bleh, it uses an obscene amount of data. Yeah, 4K HDR data. It's something like seven gigs for an hour. It was like what twenty gigs an hour. Really? I guess yeah. this is a good way for or a good time for me to slip in. Fuck Comcast. Because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I hate them. Fuck Comcast. I think because they have a data them. cap. I have mm-hmm. WoW now, and they have no data. They don't cap. have That's a data. Great. You can get rid and of the data cap if you uh, if you pay more. Pay more money, yeah, of course. But anyways, so my whole point of why this is so revolutionary. Let's let me put it this way, because a lot of people on the internet seem to think it's shit too. But what they don't understand is they're a bunch of entitled fucks who can afford to have expensive consoles. <laughs> And they can afford to have expensive computers, just like us. We can afford to have expensive consoles and computers. We've built these things. We work our asses off so that we can have them. Not everybody has that opportunity. What I think is so important about Stadia is this allows for some random-ass kid who has a cell phone to be able to play fucking amazing games on his phone as long as he has a all, Wi-Fi, all twenty-two signal. of them, or not whatever. even that. Like this is like this is like a kid could theoretically, if libraries allowed this, this kid could go to a computer at a library and play a game, play Stadia, the, uh, yeah, play, that, play Destiny Two at like high quality on any computer available to him. Like exactly, that's that's an incredible dream. That's like that's basically paralleled with like Steve Steve Jobs or my, Bill Gates whoever was like we're going to put a computer in every home like that we're pro- that's what this this dream approaches for video games for video games specifically so and, you and know, I a think this is this is super but. important because as video games have grown as an art form and as as a uh, as a medium in general it's we're not losing people playing games more and more people are playing games than they ever had the 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 player base for video games is somewhere between the ages of 18 and 35 i think is the main group of gamers but this literally like we're living in a day and age where like every child over the age of eight probably has a cell phone mm-hmm. and they don't have the money to play these games destiny new lights free in general like mm-hmm. these kids like this is great for bungie if anything you know this will be great for other companies that are releasing free games but it'll also be great for people who want to 
What are you, dude? You're throwing me off like big <laughs> time sorry. with whatever you're doing right there. <laughs> I was Just trying to bring up the stream and it. <laughs> Turn your volume down. <laughs> but mainly the thing here, like once Stadia is fully rolled out, because right now it's still it's, somewhat of like an early access. Yeah, this kind is of like system. a pre- primo beta. Once it's actually in full effect, you will be able to pay fifty nine ninety nine or whatever for a game, and you can stream it at 1080p and 30 frames per second and two-channel audio. On your 10-year-old MacBook Pro that has Chrome on it or on your iPad or on your cell phone or on a fucking Chromebook that clearly doesn't have the resources to play a game like that normally. Oh, I forgot about my Chromebook. Yeah. So all of that, like that... That is the enticing thing here. That's what's insane about this. That's what could be cool. You won't have to spend $300 on a PlayStation 4. What's, you won't have to spend 500 You won't have to spend $1,500 on the top-level PC in order to get the best-looking game. That's cool. What's insane is that it fucking works, and everyone's shitting on it for, like, not really working, but it does exactly what Didn't they work said. for me. <laughs> so that's the thing. It works for you and I. We both have good. I have gigabit internet. If it didn't work for me, they'd have a fucking problem. I don't but. have gigabit internet. I tried it out in three different locations, all of which have way worse internet than my house, and there, it works. Is there something fine. wrong with your eyes? <laughs> I'm like, like I. It works. It does everything it needs to do. It does everything they said it would do, other than like those added features that aren't quite Here's ready yet. Here's what I will say: is I tried to play this. I, so I was doing my, you know, every couple months Keurig maintenance, had to use the descaler on the Keurig, which requires you to run it 12 times or whatever the hell. But anyway, I was like, you know what, I'm going to play some Destiny while I descale my Keurig. So I took my laptop, put it in my kitchen, which is, you know, I don't know, 20 to 30 feet away from my router. And then I plugged in my Stadia controller and I played Destiny. Eventually it played fine. But as it was, like, booting up and starting and the connection was getting, like, I don't know, familiar with what was going on, it, it number one, it looked like crap. It was lagging. It couldn't control very well. I had to wait okay. for it to actually get better and steady. And then finally, it mostly started working. And that was in my house where I have gigabit internet. You know, obviously, over Wi-Fi, I typically only get about 400 megs as opposed to my full That's 900 megs. more than enough, though. It should be plenty for what they say on their Stadia site. So, there's cases where it might not work as well as what you and I are experiencing. Like, certainly, with the Chromecast here, I it's hardwired. I have it plugged into my Ethernet. Like, and, it, and I agree. <clears throat> what I want to know is, like, what are... And, and obviously, like, it's hard to tell because there's so many different variables at play here, but what are the things that are causing the issues and the hiccups in the performance? Because I have literally had next to zero hiccups in performance other than like on occasion I've had some kind of like, you know, it, it does like a frame skip or something and it's mostly happened in guilt. I haven't really had that in destiny or, and I it haven't had that be in, the game, right? Like I don't know the, where the issues well, are. And the thing about guilt in particular, it's a very dark game, right? And so yes. the, Typically, compression algorithms that are applied to video streams will treat black color very and dark colors very poorly. It crushes them. It's why people were complaining about Game of Thrones over HBO Now yeah. a long like I a mean, while ago. Like, so that's a game where you would notice it more, maybe. But there is a certain amount of 
there are some times where I will see these games playing over Stadia, and you can kind of see the compression artifacts of them streaming a video to you. And that's just something that's going to happen. It might happen less with better internet. It might happen less when their compression algorithm gets tweaked. But overall, the thing that's impressive to me is that I can play games with pretty similar lag to what you would get through a standard TV with the console in a lot of cases. Like yeah. the type of lag we were playing with during the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 uh, uh, generation with, with the types of TVs that we had available to us. That's what's insane, and it absolutely 100% works in ideal cases for sure. There's some gray area in the middle, maybe Brian's situation, where it's not. I think I just picked like a weird time or something. I'm going to try it again when I get home just to see, and um, there won't be anything else going on on the network at home. Yeah, you said said Erica was streaming, but theoretically it should be. and it was probably 4K HDR I mean, it does say in the booklet, like, we recommend you not doing other things on your... Well, that's not... It's not super practical. It's not, but it's again they recommend it. It it's a recommended thing. Like it doesn't have to be. But I mean, I've I've played it fine while Megan's streaming Gilmore Girls on her laptop. You know, like theoretically should work fine. Like I have a good router. Everything that I was using was hardwired in. Everything is hardwired in, other than our mobile devices, and um. Like streaming, I was do. I did a speed test. It was fine. I did the Google's test. It said I was more than fine for 4K 60 frames. And then I go and I run Destiny. And it looks like fucking ass. You and were it, doing it through it, your browser on the PC, right? Yes. Okay. With mouse and keyboard, which felt terrible. So it was that, super laggy. That's the thing I will say. It was me running it through Chrome on my MacBook that I had the issues with. I don't have the issues running it through the Chromecast hardwired with everything even with the controller connected wirelessly. maybe they have a bias toward the chromecast and um or maybe there's something with the chrome Google pixel right now the chrome <laughs> development well it's also chrome like if it is a chrome thing then that's a chrome issue they need to fix that that's yeah. their own thing but i mean there's so many variables involved here it's going to be really hard to kind of suss them all out but as as you know when you stop playing a game and it particularly you know, or when you stop playing, they always send you a quick little survey. Like, how was your performance? Yeah, I told this, them it was terrible. Yeah. And then they'll ask like, which, what was the most terrible thing of mm-hmm. all of it? And you can check off which one. And like, so you can also leave feedback randomly, like whenever you want, not just when the games are done playing yeah. or whatever, like there are other opportunities, but I, I don't know. Like I just, this, this is, I'm sure they're going to take the data from that and they'll be able to look at it and say, okay, he was on a desktop with Chrome doing this, this amount of bandwidth, all right. those things. And they'll be able to tweak and look at where their focus areas are and make it better over time. And that's that's great. Something I thought was really dumb, too. I mean, this is relatively minor, but it's an inconvenience, is when you gave me the code for the buddy thing, I go to that site and it tells me to download the app on iOS or Android to put the code in. (laughs) Why can't I put it in in my Chrome browser at a website? (laughs) So I download this app and it's formatted for a cell phone. It Mm. doesn't tell me there's no iPad version. So it's a tiny little box in the middle of my (laughs) giant iPad and I'm typing really small and like I do anyways because I have a tiny phone. But uh, it just felt really weird. And like 
then you you go through that and then you have to switch back to the computer to play because the iOS app doesn't play the damn games right now. And hopefully it, it will. It feels like a weird the reason that I feel like they're doing that is because of how the Chromecast is set up anyway. The Chromecast is mostly made for you to be streaming apps from phones and other devices to it, yeah. right? So that's kind of why I think that weirdness occurs, uh, even though you're on a computer. Yeah. Like, I think it's because that system is designed to work through Chromecast, phones, computers, all that stuff, that they they need some sort of constant, and that's the phone app on both Android and iOS. I, I don't know. That 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 is still kind of baffling to me that everything needs to be purchased through the phone. Everything needs to be, like you can't even buy the games on a website. You have to buy it through the phone app. So you have to go and claim the free Stadia games. I, through I the think phone app. part of that may be tied to like a security thing where they want to verify that it's actually you purchasing the thing. And so like for me, for instance, when I buy things on my phone, I have to use the biometrics to make sure it's a, like I'm authorizing the purchase. So it could just be a security issue. Like they just want to make sure like someone randomly isn't logged into your account trying to buy and play a game on Stadia. Well, but I mean, I log in because you left your shit open on the but computer it, but at it's the al- library. It's mean, okay if they access your email that has all of your sensitive got info for two like factor everything. authentication on all Google stuff. Yeah. Like that's not that's not the excuse. It's got to be some type of weird limitation with how they're setting things up, and that's why I think it has to do with the fact that the 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 main system they're designing this around at the moment is the Chromecast system, and the fact that you have to use a phone app. It's a little weird. Hopefully, they'll get to a point where that's not a case, not the case anymore. But who knows? Yeah. The thing, uh, like I think this is great. I think it is probably the future of video games. I think it's probably going to get bigger and bigger. Microsoft's, Microsoft's doing xCloud. There's other companies that are loaning you out high-end computers that you can stream things from. Like uh, NVIDIA's got the some type of streaming experience. I can't remember what it's called. Steam's doing stream play anywhere. Like Everybody's pushing towards this. And PlayStation I think, Remote Play. Yeah, Remote Play and PlayStation Now. Like Everything is pointing us towards this future it might eventually happen but the thing to me is the the way that google's gonna get me this needs to be the absolute best way to play literally any video game and it's definitely not the only thing that they basically have trouble with right now the only thing that would maybe make it better is that like i can g-sync with my pc but if i could boot this up and Destiny was rendering in 4K, which right now it's not. It renders at 1080p, so and then it upscales to 4K. Do you guys do you guys get the pixelation in dark areas and stuff? Because that's not so much irritating. Okay, not so much. I we can I guess I, I, can show I it to probably should have let the games run longer too to see if they got better. Maybe. Like in your case, it looked incredible. Like it looked great to me. It was far from incredible for but, me. <laughs> Like Destiny, if it ran at 4K and the 60 frames per second, which it does run at 60 frames and it looks great, like that would be great. Right now, this is their best use case to me. They need to sit down with CD Projekt Red and they need to do anything they need to do to make Stadia the best place to play Cyberpunk. The only place where there's full crowd... uh, like. They have as many people in the crowds as they did in E3 demos. Yeah. Where all of the HDR looks great. It's full 4K rendering. 
full ray tracing like that might that get is, me on board that is what it that that's what's gonna get the the fucking like oh i got two 1080 ti's that are linked in sli right now that's gonna get those fuckers to go and play google stadia is if the best place to play google to play cyberpunk is google stadia that's what they got to do and they haven't done that yet i don't think that's the the audience they're going for maybe it's not but i think it's the audience that they should go for because they mean, totally yeah. I mean, that's, can that's ultimately like, like it's it, it may not be the audience they're going for but it's the audience they should go for because once you get the pc gaming community behind it you're you're sold like their, that's that log line is one one part of their log line is you can play from anything which number one right now you can't play no, from anything and that's so their other upsetting. part of their log line is like this is you're on our servers we have access to more money than you could ever imagine we can give you the best experience for literally any video game i think that's what they have to do like they and and the thing with destiny is like oh right now i don't know what's going on with that too is the weird thing because like even in tomb raider you have to pick between performance mode which gives you 60 frames or resolution mode which gives you 4k and they need to get to a point where you're not making like why you don't should make you have to decisions. choose that when you have gigabit internet but it doesn't like it literally i think that like, was just a feature in the game right no like, because no, they're it, like in destiny on the console if you go, versions yeah in destiny if you go into the visual settings on stadia it's just all like blank there's nothing there you can't really adjust anything like yeah. they removed it all from there because you don't have to tweak anything right but like with tomb raider you shouldn't have to like with stadia I shouldn't have to pick between those two. It -hmm. should be both. And it's all, it's the same. Like, even if it's the Chromecast is outputting 4K 60, period. Doesn't matter what it is. So, what they're streaming to me is going to be the same stream 100% of the time. It should not matter at all. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, if I set, because you have the ability to change what you get from the Stadia. It's like, oh, I want great performance or i want great visual quality or i want balanced like those are like the three different options that it has for you to pick picking between that's fine especially if you have data caps or whatever that like they should give you that ability but inside of the game there should be one version of it and it should be it should give you everything and that's what they need to get to if they want to deliver on that promise to me at least like shit man i won't buy a 3080 ti if i can play cyberpunk in its best form on the stadia that's what a thousand dollars that i won't have to spend in order to get the best experience of cyberpunk Probably. don't I you really want dollars. the best of everything if you can manage to get it sure but if that just means <laughs> buying it on stadia as opposed to buying a fifteen hundred dollar computer like hey man i'm all for the cheapest way to do things and i get it you know i'm a guy who still buys 4k blu-rays physical media is probably always going to be the better way to view things but if it gets to good enough if it gets to the point that i can do ray tracing on my game even though i don't have a ray tracing card that'd be fucking incredible that's what they got to do so they have till april to figure this out and i think that's kind of the point because i think that's why like the buddy pass is only for three months and like our free pro that we got with the founders edition is only three months because at that point they need to make it worth it for us to pay the monthly fee to be pro or it needs to be good enough that like everybody's going to want to have it on their phone. Yeah. You they, know, they have for the free version on their phone no matter what. Like they have like this short window of time to state their case and and I I think hopefully they're working on it. I don't know, you know, they're not necessarily talking about what's going to happen with Cyberpunk. We know Cyberpunk is supposed to come to the service, so that's good, but 
Like, I think that is their best way to come out and say, look at what we got here. This is our advantage. We'll get all you hardcore gamers. And then finally, when we get to the point where you can literally load up Chrome on your iPhone and play the game, that'll be great. Then, then that's when everybody can buy in. You can say, I'll give you the $10 to buy this game and play it over Stadia. But, you know, there's other issues we haven't necessarily touched on, which is the idea that, like, if a game leaves the service, then you're just kind of fucked. You know, if you spend fifty nine ninety nine on Destiny 2 and then at some point they're like, well, you know, Destiny 2 is still going to go on, but for some reason something didn't work out and we're going to remove it from Stadia. You know, you're not going to get your money back. Same thing's the issue with, like, Steam DRM. That could theoretically happen there, too. It happened with the Tron uh, Evolution game recently. The DRM that that game uses doesn't allow you to play it anymore, even though you can still download it if you've purchased it previously. That's awful. Yeah. So there's that end of the digital future that sucks. But there's also this, like, glowy, like, hey, you can have the most powerful computer for fifty nine ninety nine. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, like Hash said in the chat here, he doesn't know if he really sees it working or lasting, and I think that's the the lasting thing is the is pretty much everyone's biggest concern because Google's notorious for ending projects early or just yeah. shuttering them indefinitely without telling anybody. the The thing, the difference I see with this is the amount of other support they have from third parties. Like Ubisoft, for one, Ubisoft plans on launching the entire Uplay Plus library through Stadia at some point, which means I'm already paying for Uplay Plus. I can play all my games through Stadia wherever mm-hmm. I want. You know, that's awesome for me. That's super intriguing. So, you know, if they've got big studios behind them pushing this platform, I think it'll it'll. I think I think they they've invested in this to the point where it's not something that's just going to disappear. The fact that they're buying a game studio that probably won't have a game for them unless they've been working on something who knows and maybe it'll be out sooner than that. But yeah. they won't they won't have a game for them for like probably at least a year at this point. You know they're putting money behind it. It's something that they're working on. They've made hardware. Like I feel like this isn't Google Wave, you know. Yeah. It's not you don't even know what Google Wave is. I don't no. really either. But like this, this, these aren't these Google products that they just kind of shit out and then they're like, okay, it didn't work out. We're done. Like, I think they know that this is the next frontier of console gaming. This is the next frontier of video games, period. Yeah. There's a reason that Microsoft is armoring up and doing xCloud and Sony's trying to build out PlayStation now and everything. Like everybody's making a play for this and i think google stadia is the first like brand like google stadia i think probably has the most brand recognition even above playstation now and playstation now has been out for several years like they have advantages to them to to figure this out and do it and and make it happen and i think it can and it just depends on how they come to it right we're going to have to keep an eye on it and see how it goes. And we've got Stadia Pro for three months. We'll continue to fuck around with it and test it out as new devices become available, yeah. I'm sure, and things like that. Hopefully, we can work out what's going on on your end. I'm really hoping that they finish the uh, ability to play like iOS before my three months are up or on iOS. That would be not. Yeah. Like, I really wish like I 
I don't know if I can theoretically talk about the reason that I purchased a Kindle Fire HD 10 or not, so I'm not going to say why, but <laughs> like the fact that I can't play Stadia on my iPad Pro or my iPhone right now is super disappointing to me. I feel like I'm missing out. Like I almost bought a Google Pixel 2 so that I could play Stadia, yeah. and I, I didn't because my judgment kind of got better, got the better part of me, and that's why I bought a Kindle Fire instead. But, you know, I, I, I want to know... I want to like John. I feel like you you're the one who's played on your actual phone. Yep. And and you said it plays great, right? You know, yep. like that sounds awesome. I'd love to be able to boot up my games with me wherever I go. I mean, I spent all I spent eight hours at the shipping company last Friday for Black Friday, speaking to practically no one because nobody <laughs> was buying anything, and I played Destiny for the majority of the time I was there. Yeah, and that's and I, awesome. And it the internet in that space is notoriously awful. Yeah. I mean, it is atrocious. I barely can get the credit card reader to work properly, and it worked fine. So I don't know why. I don't know like what kind of prioritization like yeah. Google takes, like Stadia takes on whatever network is down there because net neutrality rules are no longer available. <laughs> so probably a lot. But it worked, and it worked really well, and it was great, and I had an awesome time to the point where my other employee who was working came inside, saw me sitting there playing it, and was like, dude, are you playing Destiny on your phone? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yep. man. And he was like, that's fucking amazing. And I was like, do you want to play? He's like, I don't know if I can do that right now because I won't put it down. <laughs> and I'm like, fair enough, man. It works. It works really well. And that's the thing. That's It's extremely impressive how well it works, in certainly in what we can say our I At hope. least my ideal conditions and less ideal conditions than what John has experienced downtown. So I think, like, we should be able to work out your issue. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I don't know if it's like a like it shouldn't be a NAT type thing. I no, mean, you can I have your PC hardware too. My router directly to the router and the router to the okay. modem. Yeah. So I'm. Yeah. It might just be a Chrome thing. Maybe they need to update Chrome again and it'll work better. I don't know, but. Maybe maybe if you let it like load for a little bit longer, it'll do I better. Played it, I played it. I literally did see that happen. I played it at the shop on my six-year-old MacBook Pro, and it worked perfectly. Well, I, it, does, it shouldn't matter what kind of computer you're running it on. It's not it hardware intensive. I know that's what I'm saying. Is like it doesn't but matter. That, that's that's what's that's the promise that they're making. That's great, and it works. It works really well yeah. for some people. I have a MacBook Pro at work, so. <laughs> I'm very interested to see how things roll out once the free tier of Stadia is available and, you know, the idea that you'll be able to purchase a game for fifty nine ninety nine and stream it at somewhat lower quality. Like, I think that'll be interesting. I mean, I think part of the, the features that are missing, like the the ability to stream to YouTube and then have people queue up to play you and things like that, I'm assuming most of those aren't available, not because they don't necessarily work, but because they're not like there's what's the premium point like everyone wants to play the games or whatever you're not you're, you how many how many founders editions were sold how many premium editions were sold are those people all going to line up with each other to play the games that they're playing you know what i mean like i feel like it makes more sense to unlock those things once you have the free version available because then it actually like kind of showcases the point that anybody can do this well, from any device and that, but that's that's the thing. like you you we all three of us were part of project stream right we played yeah. we played assassin's creed odyssey using this technology like a year and a half ago at this point yeah and so i think they really framed this weirdly by calling this the founder's edition like we should have been buying into the beta test yeah 
That's what, it, and I think that would have cleared up a lot of misconceptions about this. Like, I think they really desperately wanted to say Stadia went live in 2019, and we've been the leader of the of the digital revolution. Blah 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 blah. And and I don't think they thought about the fact that like, all right, if we frame this as a beta test, we can roll these features out slowly, and by the time that it fully launches, you know, yeah, Gmail was in beta for like decades, so why not? Make it's out Stadia? of beta. I don't know. That's true. I don't know. I'm, Google <laughs> Music was in beta for a very long time too. Yeah. So uh, I think the way they framed it was poor and they're hopefully learning those lessons, but you know, I I really do think it's an interesting product and I hope I hope they they continue to work at it and that they ultimately find a way to to be compelling to everybody because I think it can be great. But I agree. And I in just my final two cents on it, like Brian said it's not for everybody. Who is it for? I don't really know quite yet, but I think ultimately they want it to be something for everyone. I think that's the purpose is to like for everyone to be able to just pull their phone out when they're sitting on the subway and play a video game. That'd be incredible. So, yeah. Any any final thoughts, Brian? I yeah i I hope it works well and I hope it reaches more platforms soon. Um, but yeah. I can see situations, rare situations where I would want to use this, but it would be nice to have. For someone who spends a lot of time at work, it's very nice. Yeah, well, when I spend time at work, I can't really do that. For someone who... Gaming, really, unless I'm taking a lunch or something. Someone who went on his honeymoon and had like a Switch with him plus an iPad that had a PlayStation 4 controller, it'd be sweet if I could just do the iPad with a PlayStation 4 controller and play a bunch of my games. (laughs) Obviously, Nintendo's not really going to have a bunch of... Like, you know, Nintendo will come to this in like 15 to 20 Nintendo years, just needs to allow me to put a SIM card in the Switch. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty good. That's the thing. Yeah. Like the Switch could be a Stadia device. Yeah. Which would be, be incredible. Because it is an Android device. They already do that with some of the games. Like I think there was, a, I think Assassin's Creed Odyssey and like. I want, someone hacked their Switch and just like put Android on it, like normal Android and was able to just pull up Stadia. Like they cloned it, like basically it was a, a clone of a Pixel 3 or something like that's that. That's cool. But, and, and that's <laughs> the thing, like they are already doing that. I think there were a few games that came out on Switch in Japan that were being streamed. I think Resident Evil 7 might have been one of them. I don't know, but. Yeah, they're using the same sort of technology to stream games to the Switch. Yeah, so there's no reason that they couldn't get to that point, but it's yeah. all about if N- Nintendo and, and Google would make that partnership, and who knows. So. Right. Cool. If you want to follow us on social media or see other places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. As always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. We are Twitch affiliates. And if you come and join us in chat, maybe next time you will get a free sub out of me. But if not, if you have a sub you want to give us, you can do that using your Amazon Prime free Twitch sub that they give you once a month. Yep. Or if you want to spend four ninety nine or however much it costs to give us a, another sub, that would be cool too. We would appreciate it. Yeah, we do appreciate it very much. Uh, that being said... Uh, next episode, we're going to be covering the Game Awards. We will have a special guest host who will be joining us as well, who has recently moved back to Michigan, which is super exciting. Uh, it's Kid Rock. It is Kid Rock, actually. Yeah. Yeah. He's coming on. He's, he's closing the restaurant in Little Caesars Arena. He's coming on. He's going to come on here and he's going to yell about Oprah some more. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> it's going to be sweet. Join us. Yeah. Join us next time for Kid Rock and his Oprah <laughs> rant. <laughs>
Uh, that being said, we appreciate everybody in the chat. Gladish, Haj, Corey, when you were there, and I saw Zach was there for a minute too. Yeah. Myself, Thank I'm gonna pat myself on the back. You. Oh, me too. And Thanks Brian, good job, Yeah. <laughs> we will see you guys next time. Thanks again. Peace. can hear us yeah Corey is already asking about audio can you yeah. hear us can you hear can you hear me can you hear me guys yeah Corey, just read the screen that says start soon starting soon he saw it he said oh intro <laughs> sound is good sound is good oh, <laughs> i'm glad man, this. the sound is good out. <laughs> this is stupid if you want nine milli- you want <laughs> if you want pepperoni pizza, no. If you want your audio to have nine millimeter <laughs> bullet sounds. <laughs> if you want your pizza to have quality audio <laughs> and nine millimeter bullets, you came to the right place. What the hell is broccoli anyways? The only difference is <laughs> maybe they'll be in a podcast. <laughs> that's gonna go at the end of the episode. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Alright, ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? Yeah, he's good enough. He's doing something. I'm good enough. Okay.